Listen, we're, we've been doing a study on uh, spiritual disciplines. We're doing a series on it, and there's all kinds of spiritual disciplines we've talked about. We've talked about prayer, talked about worship, we've talked about meditation, uh, we've talked about um, being guided by the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about celebration, meaning that we need to celebrate things and not always look at those things in life where there's a struggle or a difficulty. Sometimes the best thing you can do is find something to celebrate. Celebrate the goodness of God. Celebrate even if things aren't going well. There is something you can celebrate. And if you struggle sometimes thinking, what is it? Why you're thinking what it could be, think about the fact that you're breathing so you're able to even think about that because every breath is a gift from God. So for you, there's just something about just celebrating and enjoying life. Joy, you know, if, if, if we could walk in joy... We would be much more contagious. I mean, the world is looking for people that aren't getting so distracted by all the little stuff. Okay, you, like I said, I said it last week. You, know, you watch the news and it's like, oh my goodness. But you know what? Can I just tell you something? Uh, if you didn't notice, we put a flagpole up. Um, and we've been wanting to do that for a little while. And we finally got the flagpole up. And when we put the flag on it, there was this part in me that was like, Man, we live in a great country. Do we have stuff? Are there issues in our country? Yeah. There are. But there's issues in you. There's issues in me. But this country we live in, we're not, we're not going to all go to jail for meeting here today. And in some places, they are. Some places are being killed for beating. So, so those, that was just an example of the fact that we can actually really celebrate. There's a lot of things we can celebrate, even in the midst of where we're at, we're at as a country or as just in our life. There's a lot of things to celebrate. And um, so I hope you did that last week. I hope you continue to try to put these into practice. This week, I'm going to be honest with you. This, what I'm talking about this week, of all the disciplines, is the toughest for me. It is the toughest for me. And it sounds crazy. But it is difficult. And I'm doing it more and more. But it's, a, it's been a challenge. I've never, I've never really, well, we'll just talk about it. You'll hear all through it why it's such a challenge. We're talking about silence and solitude. Let's just, let's just look at the words, silence. Do you know we live in a, like, we're afraid of silence. I mean, have you ever been talking with someone and, and then like, all of a sudden there really wasn't anything to say and it got silent for a minute and you're like, like that's bad? Like, like okay, we can't have silence. I mean, now we want to, you know, we go for a walk. There's people that walk down the neighborhood, headphones on, you know, working out. Everybody's working out. They got their arm, iPod thing, iPad, whatever. iPad, not iPad. <laughs> Oh, this big old computer they're lugging around, uh, iPhone, whatever it is, some kind of little thing with music on it, their headphones, because it just can't be quiet. If you're at home, by, when I'm at home by myself, I'll turn the TV on, even if, I'm not, even if I'm doing something else. I just like noise. I do, and I'm just tell you right now, I hate being by myself. I don't like it. I don't know why. 
I just don't like it. Even this last couple of weeks, I've, I was just praying, like, Lord, why, you, why do I not like being by myself and being quiet? And I, I've been asking the Lord those questions because there's certain things that if we could learn and try to figure out why, what is it? Because I went, um, I had a, uh, my pastor, when I first started in ministry, my pastor in, uh, over in Cornelius, he was a big hunter from Arkansas, whatever. He took me on a 10-day hunting trip to Arkansas. I never hunted. So now I'm hunting, it's 10, 10, you know, 10 days. First day, I'm up in the tree stand. Don't worry, there was no hurting of animals in this story. I'm not a good hunter. Um, so, but anyway, I, I get up in the, in the tree stand, and it's like, you know, you have to get up there at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. So you're up there before the sun starts to come up. And I'm sitting up there, and they say, yeah, we'll just be up there. We'll, we'll all meet back down here like about 10 o'clock, something like five hours. And, uh, and then I realized when I get there, like, you have to be absolutely quiet for five hours. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I get in the tree stand. At first, I'm excited. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And, you know, I feel like a hunter. You know, I got my camo on. And, uh, you know, and they spray, like, nasty stuff on you that smell like a deer or whatever and so I get up there and I'm like yeah oh boy there's no one to talk to you hear every little I mean a squirrel moves when it's dark it sounds like a bear I mean it's and I'm just sitting there and I'm like oh this is what time is it 540 oh boy I would literally climb down the stand, climb back up. I just, I couldn't sit still. I'm like, and and no, I don't need medicine. I just was, I just, I just couldn't sit still. And I'm just like, what? This is boring. You know, I'll I'll go chase a deer. I'm going to go find me a deer. That's, you know, I would do it different. I'll be active. And you know what? Ten days, I caught nothing. And I came back with one revelation. Scott Jenkins is not a hunter. I'm not a hunter. Anything that involves sitting still for hours and being absolutely quiet, that's not me. It's just not me. So as I, as I go through now, even in this other journey, I'm thinking there's a lot of times where I'm thinking just silence and solitude is different. Now, here's, here's kind of, let me give you an idea. Solitude is more of, Going to a place where it's just you. It's almost the absence of people, okay? It's a, it's a time where you go to be alone, okay? I, I heard somebody say it's almost like you're fasting people. <laughs> like, I'm going to take a time and I'm not going to deal with people. Now, not in the sense of people make you mad and you're, it's not isolation. That's not what it is. It's you purposely stepping away from people to connect with God. That's more of solitude. Silence is quieting all the noises around you so you can hear from God. Both of those are necessary. And although there are times where I do go by myself and I sit and I listen and I pray and I do those things, but in general, in life, generally, a lot of people, we don't enjoy being alone. So we fill our lives with noise and with crowds. And if we're not careful, we end up missing on this 
very important discipline of taking time to just connect with God. Now, in life, here's the deal. Most of the time, for a lot of people, when you get up in the morning, the second your feet touch the ground, until you get back in bed at night, you're running and gunning. You are just full speed. And you have no time. You just, I mean, it's kids, you got to get the kids up, you got to do all this, you, gotta, you, gotta, you just go, 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 go. And then, you know, you got to work, you got to do this, got to do that, and then something else, and you just, it's just busy, 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 busy. And although I'm not saying that you can't connect with God when there's other people around, because even in this time today, there were things that God spoke to you, and you connected with God, even in this group, that God did something with you while we were praying, just you individually, and that, that happens. But I'm going to tell you this, if, if I just said, listen, everybody just start talking to your neighbor, and, and everybody starts talking, and then I go to talk to somebody back there, they're not going to hear clearly with all the other people talking, with all the noise in the room. It's going to be difficult sometimes to hear and to, and to connect with people in a huge crowd. And that's just, sometimes we have to think, okay, we, listen, we need for our strength we need to connect with God. He's already, I mean, his spirit lives within us. We need to stop and listen and just be with him. You know, we went, we went on vacation over the summer, and we went to, uh, we went to, where did we go? We went to a place at the beach, and uh, I forget, we were at Top Sail, I think. And um, so, but in the house that we stayed, there was this big hammock on the porch, and uh, I remember when we first got there, I, I just like fell back in the hammock like this is awesome. You know at the beach there's that little breeze that comes through and it's, it was just nice. And it was big enough, I was like, Patty, come get in the hammock. So me and Patty are sitting on the, we're in the hammock. And you know, we sat in that hammock for I don't know how long and we didn't do nothing, we didn't say nothing. We were just like, oh. That was it. But it was, it, was, it connected Patty and I. It was like, we're just like, we're just together. And sometimes it's not about, you know, all the things you can say or do. Sometimes just the fact that we're together. We're just together. And I'm with my, my wife, and she's with her husband. I'm with my best friend, and she's with her husband. And no, <laughs> She's with her best friend. And, and it's like, it was just, we were just hanging out. And it was, it was beautiful. And, and I think sometimes it's like if we could just stop. But we, if I could be honest, I do it too. We excuse why we can't stop. We make excuses for why we can't pull away and go, go have some alone time with God. We, we just, you know, and, then, and, and again, I'm not, I don't think Chris will tell care if I share this story, um, but he works for me. I don't work for him, so I just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There was one time when he was, he was supposed to speak, and I knew, I felt like the Lord was really leading me and helping him to just really trust the Lord, because that's a little bit out of his comfort zone sometimes, and um, so I told him, I said, listen, I really feel like God's going to speak to you, and you don't need to sweat, worry about it, stress over it, and I actually said this to him, and typically I don't tell people how they do their Time with the Lord. But I said, I want you to take some time. Just go in your office. And don't turn on any worship music. 
and don't open your Bible. Now, you know how many messages I've preached about? Get your Bible out. Get your worship music on. But I literally said to him, no Bible, no worship music. Just go sit in your office in the quiet and let God speak to you. And, and he went in there. And it, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. He came out. He came out. He's like, God spoke to me. And, 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 he, and he proceeded to tell me what the Lord had spoke to him about. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you know what to talk about. You'll be fine. But typically, and it's still good. You can still do this. I'm not saying you can't. But typically, when he's getting ready or studying or, or praying or doing anything, he's, he's got headphones on. He's listening to worship music. He's got his Bible out. He's writing stuff down. He journals, all that stuff, which is great. But there was this particular time that I just knew the Lord was like, hey, Shut everything off, even that, because I want to connect with you about something. And that's what happened. That was a moment that if we never take those times, we can, we can miss it. So we want to we we just understand the importance. And I want, I want you, if you don't take time to get alone with God, you need to. You need to. Nothing wrong with your group Bible study, but I'm telling you, you need time alone with God. And you need time alone with God that's quiet. That means there's time alone with God that you don't even talk. There's time alone with God that you pray. But there's times alone with God that you're just quiet. We were at a conference thing, and the guy was talking, and they were talking about this, this kind of stuff. And he said, listen, before we, before we pray, let's take, let's take two minutes, and let's just quiet ourselves before the Lord. So everybody just take two minutes. So this, this is me, right? I got two minutes. I have to just be quiet. So I'm like, all right, two minutes. And my brain is just running now. How many minutes has it been so far? What, why am, is people looking at me? Are we, like, I can't quiet my mind. So I'm being quiet, but yet on the um, in, inside here, I'm still, I'm still running full speed. You ever done that? You ever tried to be quiet and shut everything down? And as soon as you stop and close your eyes, what am I gonna, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Is that meeting today? Do I have a meeting after this? Where, that's where my mind was going. And this is what I realized. I do not do it enough that I've learned how to truly be quiet. To truly say, I'm shutting it off. I'm going to tell you who's good at it. And there's a tournament. My daughter had a tournament. We're at the field for 13 hours yesterday, so she's resting at home. But Patty is very good at this. She has developed a habit of taking time to be quiet. And there's times almost every other morning where I'll get my coffee. And again, I'm a people person, right? Kids' lunches are made. They're getting ready to go to school. So I'm going to come in the office. Hey. And I come in, and she's like, and I was like, and I go out. And in some ways it bothers me. I'm like, Patty, I wanted to talk to you. And you're like, quiet. But the other side of it, I thought, oh, man, she's awesome. Like, how does she do that? And then I come back in later. And this, this time is so important to her that as much as she loves me, I'll say, hey, I got a question for you. She said, can you, can you give me some time? 
And I'm like, excuse me? Did you just tell me, like, no? And that's exactly what she said. She said, I mean, in a good way. She's like, can I just finish sometime? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, if it's important, she take it. But if I just want to, you know, talk about something that could be talked about anytime in the next six months, it's not a major deal. Or if I just want to talk because I don't like being alone and quiet, then she's, she'll just do that. You know what? She just has that. She's just developed that. And she's got that place in, our, in the office. That's her place. That's her place of quiet. That's her place of solitude. And, um, and she's, she's good at it. And, 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 and it strengthens her. And we need to find those places. It, it, we, t- we really need to find them. Look at some examples here. Look at Matthew chapter 4, <clears throat> 1 through 11. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Listen, Jesus was alone through all of this. During the time the devil came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell these three stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus told him, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you. They will hold you up with their hands so they won't even hurt your foot on the stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scripture said you must worship the Lord your God, serve him only. Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. So here's Jesus. He's in this place of the desert. He's isolated. He's alone. He's he's by himself. And he's in this place. And and I read this quote earlier, um, and it says this, solitude is the furnace of transformation. Without solitude, we remain victims of our society and continue to be entangled in the illusions of false self. Jesus himself entered into, the, in, into this. There he was tempted, three compulsions of the world to be relevant, turn the stones into loaves, to be spectacular, throw yourself down, and to be powerful, I will give you all these kingdoms. But there he affirmed God as his only source of identity. He said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Solitude can be a place of great struggle, but also a great encounter. The struggle against the compulsions of the false self and the encounter with the loving God who offers himself as a substance of your new self. And I read that and I thought, you know, that's kind of the, the picture of sometimes it's, it's, it's being able to get to those places to really connect with God and to realize that he's everything. It's only him. That's, that's our, he's our source of everything. Jesus showed this a lot. Look at Luke 6, 12. We'll go through these verses quick. One day, soon after Jesus went up to the mountaintop to pray, he prayed to God all night long. Listen, he went to a place by himself, and he got with God, and he prayed all night long. Matthew 14, 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be what? Alone. Jesus left and went to be alone. The crowds heard, and they headed to follow him on foot from many towns. So people were still following him, and he kept getting away from people. See, what we do today is we pursue people. We want to be in the crowd. We want to follow. We want the crowd. We want all this stuff. We want all this. And you know what? Jesus was like, listen, they don't offer me nothing. My hope is in God. 
in my Father. That's who I have to connect with. As much, as much fanfare as Jesus would have had because of all the miracles he, he did, he didn't sit there like, oh, yes, I'm here. Yeah, let me sign that. What's your name? Billy to Billy Jesus. He wasn't doing autograph. He wasn't doing all that. He would find those times, and, and a lot of times when he would, right after he would minister and, 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 and do miracles and all these things take place, he'd get alone. He'd go back with God. Lord, you're the source of everything. And uh, so he got alone with God. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Often Jesus withdrew. Luke 4, verse 42. Early the next morning, Jesus went out to where? An isolated place, away from everything. That's where Jesus went. Luke 22, verse 39. Then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. Then he walked away about a stone's throw. He knelt down to pray. This is in the garden. So he's going and he, 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 he goes away from them. He tells the disciples, pray. But he goes away by a stone's throw. I don't know whose throw. I don't know how big the stone was. I'll determine how far it was. But stone's throw away. And he goes and he prays. Just him. Look at Mark 1, verse 35. <clears throat> Later, Simon and others, well, uh, verse 35 basically says Jesus went out by himself to pray. Verse 36 says, Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. And then verse 37 says that when they found him, they said, everyone's looking for you. So here's Jesus. People are looking for him. People are calling out for him. They're looking for him. But Jesus is away. He got away to pray. I'm just going to tell you when I, was, when I was reading that, I was thinking about how many times people need you. You know what I mean? Where, like, people are always pulling on you. People are always... You, you know, people always want something from you. And there's times where you have to be able to say, I got to have some time. And we got to withdraw from people. Not in a rude way. Not for months and months. But just for, for a small period of time. To just go be alone with God. And I don't, honestly, I don't know if I was to take a poll what it would be like. I would think that there's very... Very few that get alone with God and stay quiet for a period of time. Both. You can get alone with God and you can pray. You can worship. You can do all of that. But there's this other part of silence where you get alone with God and you're just quiet. And you're just in his presence. And in his presence, just being in his presence there's fullness of joy according to the word. Just being in his presence, it'll cheer you up. Just being around him. Just recognizing that he's with you will cheer you up. Look at some other verses. James 1, 9, 1, 19. Understand this, dear brothers and sisters. Be quick to, you can say it, and slow to, right. In the world we live in today. We are quick to speak and slow to listen with people and with God. And that's not, listen, God wants you to come to him with your needs and your request. He says it. Come to me. 
But I'm going to tell you one of the greatest revelations you can have, one of the greatest encounters you'll have is when you can just go be with God without your phone, without your radio, without your iPad, without any of it. Just you and God. And be in his presence. And just be quiet. It sounds, honestly, we live in a world now where that actually sounds unproductive because of the world we live in. Now, I remember growing up, if you, if you were quiet or still or weren't doing something, you're unproductive. Now, if you're on the job, you can't just tell your boss, I'll get that to you in a little bit. I'm having a silence and solitude time right now, okay? It's two hours long. Don't talk to me. I'm not answering the phone for an hour. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about in your life, your personal life, being able to say, this is important, and I need to make it happen. And it's not unproductive. It actually, it actually is very productive. You will be stronger. You will be healthier. You will be wiser. I mean, you will, you will be... You'll be so much more mature as a believer from just sitting and listening to God. Don't stop communicating, but have those times as well where you're, you're not just communicating by talking, but you're communicating and receiving by listening. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says there's a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak. There's time for both. But silence is one of those that gets, most of the time our scripture would say, or our own interpretation, we would say, yeah, there's a time to speak. But there is a time to be quiet. Look at uh, Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1 and 2. As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. How rude. But sometimes you can't hear what God wants to say to you if you're talking. So, again, I'm, I'm only referring to the time of listening. There is still that time for you to go to God and to talk and to communicate and to speak. But there is that time where you, you listen. Matthew 17, uh, verse 4, it's, 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 it's funny for me. And, and I'll just kind of give you the context. Uh, here's, you know, I'll just, let me just read the first couple of Verses, just so you kind of know exactly what's happening. I don't have it on the on the screen, but I'll just read it to you. Uh, I thought about this earlier, and I I kind of find it humorous in some way. Um, but in verse seventeen, it says, six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, led them up the high mountain to be alone. Again, going up there to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. And then Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. So imagine the disciples are with Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus' face just like, oh, gets really light, really shine. And then, then these prophets come, and they're right beside Jesus. Moses and Elijah, they're right beside Jesus, and they're talking. So Peter and James and John, they're like, Bro, is that, is that Moses and Elijah? I mean, you could just kind of see the, 
This is a, this isn't an everyday sight, right? This is a miraculous thing that's happening. So Peter says, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud, okay, God said to Peter, This is my dearly loved son whom brings me great joy. Listen to him. You know what? Check this out, y'all. Peter, I don't know why I said it that way. Check this out, y'all. Peter, and they're, they're sitting there, and this Jesus' face shines. Moses and Elijah show up. And then Peter, instead of just looking at the moment, he just come, starts, he just throws out his opinion. You know what we ought to do, Jesus? If you want, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. Because naturally, he's just going to speak. He's just going to talk. With all his ideas, with all his great, and listen, his heart was good. All his great ideas about these memorials he could build. Oh, it'd be awesome. We'd all, we'd, we'd all remember this moment. And it was amazing that I think Jesus and Moses, and it says they were talking, I think they just kind of went on with it. Like, don't worry about him. God will take care of him. And then God's like, uh, Peter, that's my son. Shh, listen. And I think sometimes we, we need to hear that. Where God says, hey, listen, listen. The Bible is very clear. If you have given your life to Jesus, you hear his voice. You hear his voice. You may not always recognize it, but you'll learn to recognize it. But you hear it. He speaks. My sheep hear my voice. That's what the, that's what the word says. So sometimes if we struggle hearing, I just want to encourage you. Go to that place, a solitude, a, a desert place, a lonely place. Not lonely in the sense of your empty, not emptiness. But more of inner, where you're fulfilled on the inside because you're alone with Jesus. You're spending time with him. And that's where we have to continue to to look at our life. Look at uh, Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still. It's my wife's favorite verse. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Relax. Stop. Isn't it amazing that when this, what it's saying here is to know God, one thing you have to do is be still. Don't be so busy. Don't be running and gunning so much. Be still. Take some time to be still and know that he is God. The only way you can be still is if you trust. And when you know that he's God, then you're going to be like, okay, I can trust him. I can trust him to help me in these situations. Psalms 37, verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him. And then Psalms 130, verse 5. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. Listen, God's faithful. He, he, he's going he's to take care of you. But my job isn't to somehow make sure that you all do the right thing and understand everything. My, my job is to, is to tell you how and, and what's important for you to have the life God's called you. Because there's part of your journey that's different than mine. 
A lot, all your journey, all of our journeys are different. But I'm just telling you this, one of the greatest ways for you to be all that God has called you to be and fulfill all the plans that he has for you is to be able to hear and know what they are. And sometimes that comes when you can just be still. and You can quiet yourself. It's getting more and more difficult in the world we live in to have any quiet. Because there's voices, not just voices on like people around us, but there is so much stuff with social media, with TV, with people. With I mean, there's so much speaking. You know, our phones. I mean, we have information overload. It's hitting us all the time. And if we can't just take some time and just stop and say, I'm going to be alone with the purpose of connecting with God. Not alone because people are getting on your nerves. Alone because you, you're going to connect with your creator, with your heavenly father. And then the quietness, the silence of, Lord, speak to me. just be quiet just literally be quiet because he listen I'm a firm believer God still speaks today I, I know he does I'm 100% sure that he does but for us we're gonna we, we have to we have to make we have to find a place to be alone I, I would encourage you even this week for some people, it might be, might be on the deck, behind your, you know, in the backyard. It might be on the front porch. It might be in, in your office at home, or you know, it might be in your closet. It could be anywhere, but it's a place that you go to just be with God. And the people that I know that do that are very spiritually healthy people. We can all still grow, but that, that leads us to spiritual health, to have times where you're just alone with God. And not just in the lonely, but also after, during part of that, and even separately than that, a time of just being quiet. Quiet the noises around you, and then even at times where you're quiet. And sometimes you start with something simple. But recently, I've been... Whenever I, I was driving the other day to, where was I going? I was going somewhere. It was about a 30-minute drive. And I always have the radio on. And I just turned it off. I just turned it off. And that was my, the best I could do to be silent and solitude as far as in the truck. Now I'm still concentrating, so I'm not fully, you know, it's not like I'm like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm just being with you, you know. But I remember, I remember how it was just like, it's just odd. Like, like, I find myself talking to people in cars around me that can't even hear me. Well, that's, that's a nice car you got there. That's a nice car. You know, they can't hear me. I just, I find myself distracted. Find myself realizing that I feel like I should be doing something. And there's times even as a pastor, I find myself, I should be doing something. I should be, 
But I have, I'm learning and I'm taking more time and allowing the Lord to help me to just be okay sometimes, just being quiet and just sitting quietly. And I'm realizing that in those times, God actually speaks to you. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 3. We'll close with this. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Very familiar. We've talked about this some in the past. But meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, <coughs> who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. What was Samuel doing? Okay, so he's not talking, right? He's just, he's resting, he's sleeping. Suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up, ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Go back to bed. Samuel, did you, did you, Samuel did not yet know that the Lord, not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up, went to Eli, said, here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go, lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. It goes on to talk about how the Lord began to give him plans about the future. Now, here's one thing that I think is so amazing about this passage. Samuel was resting. He wasn't striving to get a word. He wasn't, he wasn't. Busy just doing all this stuff. It was at the time of him resting that he heard the voice of God. And then he responded to the voice. And the good thing, and this is the part that we, we say a lot, but I think it's a great reminder. When God speaks to you and you don't always recognize his voice, that's the promise to know. Don't get discouraged because he'll speak to you again until you know. He kept calling Samuel until Samuel finally Got the understanding that it was him. It wasn't like I tried once, you didn't answer, I'll go on to someone else. He, he continued to call on me. If we don't quiet ourselves, we may not hear. Yet he's calling, he's talking, he's speaking to us. We have to quiet, we have to quiet ourselves. For the purpose of listening. So here's my challenge to you, and I'm, I'm challenging you because this is me too. It requires, to walk in silence and solitude requires for you to be alone at times. It requires for you to lose control and to be able to say, it's, I can't determine how this time goes. I'm just going to be quiet. It's a, it's a very vulnerable place, but it's also a very freeing place where you're just like, you're just open to hear. And then you're going to, and I promise you, God will speak to you. I promise you, you will. But it may take some time. You may sit for 30 seconds. You may sit for two minutes. And if you're like me, the first time you do it, 30 seconds seems like 10 minutes. 
and let the Lord speak to you. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to close. I'm only going to have you do one minute. But I want you to close your eyes. I want you to bow your head, and I want you to take one minute and let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now on where he wants to take you from this moment. He may say, listen, I want you to, I want you to carve out some time. I want you to find a place. I got stuff to talk to you about. Whatever he says, it's the Holy Spirit leading you. It's not Scott. You let the Holy Spirit talk. But I'm going to give you your first, for some of you maybe, your first taste of silence and solitude right here. You, just, just you. Just you by yourself. Bow your head. Take one minute. And I'm even going to put my timer on my phone just to let you know. One minute of silence. And let the Lord speak to you. All right. How many of that's unusual for you to do that? It's different, isn't it? I promise you, it's good for you. It actually is. It seems longer than a minute. I don't know if it did for you, but when I first was doing it, it seems longer. It's like, we're almost done. But it'll get more and more comfortable, and you'll find yourself less stressed. Because you're able to just, it'll take the stress level right down. Not just because, I mean, being silent alone will help you. But the greatest help will be because that's when you're most in tune to hear God speak to you. So let's all stand. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, how all this applies in your life where you're at right now. But I encourage you, if you don't, find those places to be alone. Find those places to be quiet. Let God speak to you. He's got a lot to tell you. There's so much God wants to speak to you. And he cares about every aspect of your life. All right? Prayer teams will be up here. We're going to close in prayer. The prayer teams will be up here to pray with you. If there's anything you need, they'll be glad to pray and speak the word over you. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that you would help us, Lord, to take every, everything that you speak to us. And just go to you, let your Holy Spirit lead us on how we apply that to our life. Lord, help us to have those times of just silence and solitude that we can just quiet ourselves. And to know that Jesus did a lot of amazing things. Lord, a lot of that was connected to the fact that he got away. And he connected with you. And he listened to you. And he talked to you and he had that relationship. Lord, help us model our, our, our life after that. 
We thank you for it. We give you praise for it. Thanks for being such an awesome God to us. And thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.